0: Never laugh as a hearse goes by, for you may be the next to die. They wrap you up in bloody sheets to drop you six feet underneath. They Tonight, it's time to grab your tinfoil hats, red thread, and peanut butter as we dive into the hollow earth theory. Yes, people for centuries have believed that the earth is not only hollow, but you guessed it, there are creatures living down there, and that we, the knuckleheaded humans of Earth, may have come from there. Listener discretion is always advised. All aboard the Midnight Train Podcast. Hello, passengers, and welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. You know what that means, right? We make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. Yes, we are a comedy podcast and shit can get pretty dark. So if you're not into that, no hard feelings. But if you are, thanks for being uh, just as twisted and fucked up as we are. I am your host, the conductor of The Cryptic, Jonathan Sayer. My, there it is. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wow. Yeah, short, and, tweet. and with me, it's just Logan today. Yeah, Moody. Moody is... Uh... Wait. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Moody is... Uh, he's having some uh, personal shit go on, and so mm. it, it is what it is, and we miss him. Yes, we do. Kind of. I miss my big bro. Oh, wow. It's pretty deep. It's—it's. It's, it's... But he will most definitely be back next week, uh, obviously, because... You know, if you listen to the bonus episode later on this week, you'll find out what we think of them. Yes. (laughs) 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 All right. So we have an awesome announcement at the end of the show. So make sure you are staying tuned. I know we do that quite often. Well, guess what? Um, We want you to listen. Yeah. And we want you to wait till the end because yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be cool. It's always the best when you get to yes. the end. Yes. So now this is going to be a longer episode. So make sure you have multiple beverages at your disposal. Oh, it's disposable. Uh, disposable? <laughs> disposal as well as those tinfoil foil hats, because this is going to get nutty. But first, let's get some quick business stuff out of the way. Do us a favor and stop over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now and give us a five-star review. And while you're there, like, follow, subscribe, or whatever the hell you can do over there, or those spots. You know what I mean? And you'll get each episode as they are released. And Patreon subscribers are beautiful poopers. We'll be receiving new bonuses on, uh, let's see, you just got the famous execution last words. Yeah. Which is pretty fucked up. Um, current working serial killers are going to be coming. And we just dropped, well, just finished one that'll be dropping soon uh, on that turd burglar serial killer. Fuckface Neil Falls. You mean shit falls? Shit falls. Yeah. Yes. So sign up to become a pooper at patreon.com forward slash the midnight dream podcast or head on over to the midnight dream podcast.com. That's our official website and pick up some merchandise and check out the uh, Patreon bonus list of um, episodes you're missing, you know, if you're not an actual pooper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sucks to be you. So plus, as a lot of, you know, we have a lot of fun on our official Facebook group page. So sign up over there too. We basically have a drinking game with the show that just kind of happened yeah one day um if we happen to quote a movie and or start singing for whatever reason yep like popular yeah like popular right (laughs) that's a bonus um yeah yeah you guys got to check that out anyway you got a drink so that's it and so do we anyway yep so make sure to to, uh, subscribe over to our our youtube and twitch streaming services while we live stream uh when we live stream the new will be soon hopefully soon yeah yes And uh, also the new documentary shot and produced by Dark Room Speed Films based on us called Off the Rails is now available on our YouTube channel and our official website. So make sure you check that out. The links will be in the show notes. Now, listen, I have a uh, listener uh, message. Ooh, yeah. Um, But full disclosure, I'm kind of sick today. So everyone, if I'm sounding weird or have to take a drink every now and then, it's because one, I like beer, yes. but two, I'm, yeah, I'm under the weather, 6 so I'm, I'm taking, yeah, I'm sicker than, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely more sick than normal, um, but I'm taking a, uh, a lot of uh, meds and stuff, so I'm feeling a little bit, you know where you're at right now? Um, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, what? Who are you? Ah. <laughs> so let's talk about this message here. So now, I got this a while ago, okay, or yep. should I say we got this a while ago? Yes, we did. And I mentioned it to you, uh, to you and, and Moody, yep. and Uh, So there's a gentleman by the name of Rob. So this is from Rob. And uh, Rob is, he's got a really crazy story. And he's actually going to be writing a book about this crazy story. Oh, yeah. And I think that after I read this, and within the next couple of episodes, I think we should have him on as a guest to talk to him a little bit more about it. Sure. But anyway, he says... Wow. First off, forgive me if I get starstruck. The Midnight Train Podcast is one of those things I didn't know I needed until I found it. That's awesome. Now I have to have it forever, so keep the steam in those engines. And as soon as I get some things straightened out, I'm absolutely becoming a producer. That's awesome, Robin. Thank you. Take your time, man. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? We just appreciate your listening. Anyway, I want whatever tier gets me a T-shirt, which I believe is the ten. To a fifteen, I, to me, I don't, I don't know, you know, it's up there, yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Um, and he goes on to say, I even put your cover picture on ABPV, even though uh, relation for relationship reasons, I don't go on anymore. I don't know what ABPV or ABPV is. Is that that funny show with Tom Bergeron? I don't know. I, hopefully, it's not like a porn site or anything. Oh, well, listen, any hey. go publicity is good Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it went from funny videos to where you can order women. Ha! I was kind of right. <laughs> Technology is great. Okay now for the more serious matter my possession yes he um has a possession story and oh. it gets pretty yeah he says it's the biggest boneheaded thing i ever did i like john had a rough childhood and even then i did have some good times and happy memories i will tell you guys but if you would please just use relative if you share my story um, okay, let me make sure I'm doing this right here. Yes. Uh, he goes on to say, I was molested when I was around the age of six by a relative who up to this point, I absolutely idolized. I'm not making light of it, but I want to give as much info as possible. My relative, um, was, I would guess between uh, 10 to 13 years old. After that, I always felt this darkness in me and it was growing every day until it was ready to unleash. This wasn't the only bad thing to happen in my childhood, but I remember this being my turning point. I always felt like Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees were inside of me, just the raw hatred for the world. So I already said in my last email uh, things I did to most certainly make me one of the world's dumbest, or biggest dumbasses. My mom told me that she knew something wasn't right with me because we could be sitting on the couch. And while the preacher was preaching, um, I was drawing satanic symbols all over my arms and hands. I'm not exactly sure on the, the time frame, but a few days after this, the incident with my stepdad I'm just going to refer to my stepdad as dad because he has been one of the biggest influences in my life and a wonderful dad. That's awesome. He just happened to have a psychopath, sociopath, or possibly both for a son. Uh, So anyway, I remember coming in because I wanted to uh, ask my dad uh, something about the Bible. My parents said my dad and I were discussing the Bible when I suddenly looked at him with solid black eyes and said, quote, I'm not comfortable anymore and walked out. That to me was a blur. So I don't remember a lot. My mom said a, a mother knows her son's voice and that wasn't my voice. They just looked at each other and my mom said something to the effects of, quote, oh boy, here we go. I don't mean to sound judgmental, but these exorcisms where people are being killed, I think it's because they don't see the person possessed. They see what's possessing that person and to a Christian, it's definitely the enemy. The ones that showed up for me only had love in their hearts and wanted to see me free from this thing. So this event lasted for, I think, was like six to eight hours. I'm sure my dad would know more of the details because during the exorcism, sometimes I would just um, seem if I were asleep and other times I was somewhere else. This part may have been in my head, but for someone who would, uh, wait, I'm sorry, for someone who would forget his name if he didn't have a wife screaming at him. Okay, I see what he's saying. He's saying that he would forget his own name if his wife wasn't screaming at him all the time. Gotcha. I, I know the feeling. Yes. Anyway, I remember a lot of details about this place. It was like an old cathedral or something. Uh, there were these huge pillars. There was an altar, but this wasn't like any altars I have ever seen. Being from the south and right in the Bible Belt, I've seen my share. I remember there being 12 figures gathered around this oval altar and clothed in uh, like a black shroud. Ooh. They were chanting something, but I couldn't make out what they were saying. I'm just going to give you all a little because it's a long story. I remember this deep, angry voice saying that they would leave me alone if they could have my sister. What? Wait, what? I, of course, was like, hell no. I know that you can't just give someone's soul away, but I took it um, that way. Uh, they were wanting me to kill her. There's no way. I prided myself on being the best brother. Or maybe uh, they were trying to get me to say, no, just take me. I don't know, because even though I, um, I, uh, I've I, i been through it, sometimes I want to know all the details. And then in some uh, some ways, I don't want to know any more than I do. My sister said her and my younger sister were in the living room. All this was taking place in my room. So they had an altar set up in his room. Fucking what? Wow. And then she heard this animalistic growl, and it scared her badly. My dad said that when uh they first started, they were praying out uh, loud, and all of a sudden, I slithered under this daybed like a snake, because it didn't look like I had a spine, and then they demanded for me to come out. At that moment, I stood up with this heavy daybed on my shoulders. I'm going to say this, and then end the story. I have always been a mama's boy, not Ed Gainer, Norman Bates. Good. That's awesome. <laughs> good, good. But nonetheless... Love my mom very much. She said, I was sitting in the corner of the room and started crying, saying, I wanted my mom. And of course, you're not going to be able to stop a mama bear. So she started to come to me. But once she got close and was trying to comfort me, I just looked at her and said, I looked and said, I looked pure, uh, like pure evil and started laughing at her. My mom passed away March two, uh, 20th, 2016. My wedding anniversary is March 19th. So that was fun. Oh, that sucks, man. I'm sorry to hear that. I know my mom absolutely would not want me to allow that to ruin my anniversary, but I would be lying if I said it didn't fuck with me. I apologize for the long-ass email. Don't apologize ever for that kind of shit, please. I have a book coming out about my life, and I don't want to plug. uh, I don't want to plug, because with everything going on, there's no release date yet. But when it's published, I will send every one of you a copy. Well, that'd be awesome. I definitely want to read it. Thank you for your time and responding to your biggest fan. Maybe one day I will come to Ohio so I can meet you guys. My wife was like, quote, you would drive that far just to meet them. I said, you fucking right. No worries. I won't be a stalker. I work too much, so don't got time for that. Also, I'm still listening to past episodes to catch up. I just finished the Valentine's Day episode John did with his wife, and I absolutely loved it. Keep it up, guys! Y'all make the days better, and we'll be a fan for life. Well, Rob, thank you so much for listening. Holy shit, what a fucking story! Yeah, that's crazy. Definitely want to get you on the horn on one of these episodes and actually talk to you a little bit more about it. And always feel free to plug your shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely, and that includes everybody else out there too. If you got something coming up, let us know, and we'll fucking hell yeah. And if you listen to our shit, we should listen to yours, right? right? Exactly, right. Right. So we will definitely set that up, Rob. Rob, thank you so much. For the rest of you listeners out there, listen, if you got stories or if you just want to say hi or whatever, send it on over to the Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com, and we will talk to you. We'll we'll tell the world. We'll let them know, even if it says Moody's a big old butthole for not being here today. Yeah. Well, no, he actually had reasons for not being here. Today, he's so. still a butthole, but he's still a butthole <laughs> regardless. <laughs> All right. So let's turn on the lights. Adjust our seats, grab a drink, and let's get, um, weird? Ho- hollow? Ho- let's get hollow. <laughs> but first, here's a toast to all of you beautiful motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, so we're uh, yeah, we're we're definitely getting kooky on this one. Yeah, kooky, 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 like beyond signs, kooky. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> so I knew about the theory. Yes, you but did. I didn't know how far it went about the theory. <laughs> yes. you know what I mean. It's uh, yeah, so. Anyway, today we delve into the mysterious, creepy, possibly cons- uh, conspirator. What the fuck word is that? Conspiratorial. Conspiratorial. Yeah. yeah, I got that. <laughs> World that is our own. And what do I mean by that? Well, we are digging our way to the center of truth. Ooh. We learn about Hollow Earth. And for the flat earthers out there, you're gonna want to hang out for a minute before you dip out of here. And also, fuck you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I do concur with that one. <laughs> so, in a world where there exists people who think the world is a flat piece of paper with trees growing out of it, and big uh, and a big guy who flips the piece of paper over to switch between day and night, one man wants to change that idea. His name, well, it's Edmund Mah- Halley. Yes, right. Halley. Yes, yes, that Halley. You guys know the one, the one for the uh, comet he discovered. And if you're not familiar with, uh, is it Haley? Haley? Halley? Halley is it Halley's comet. I, I always said Haley's comet, but everyone says Halley's comet. So okay. fucking either way, yeah. it's it's his comet. Yeah, right. Uh, so you guys know that he did that. But we, uh, before we explore more about him and his finding, let's discuss what led us to his or this revolutionary hypothesis. Right? Yes. Okay. So besides idiots who uh, believe the Earth is flat, I mean, stupid. Stupid, stupid endus. What? what the (laughs) Stupid endus. That's okay. No (laughs) personalities. There are other more interesting characters that believe that the earth is completely hollow or at least a large part of it. This is what we call the hollow earth theory. Now, where did this all come from? Well, nobody cares. Um, Moody. <laughs> just kidding. Moody probably believes in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's it. We're done, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're done. Nobody cares. We're out. See you guys later. Earth, Earth is is hollow. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're just kidding. All right. Oh. <laughs> Since the early times, many cultures, religions, and folklore believed that there was something below our feet. Whether it's the lovely and tropical Christian hell, the jungle-esque Greek underworld, the balmy Nordic oh, Very good, or the temperate Jewish Sheol, there is a name for one simple idea. These cultures believed uh, it to be where we either came from or where we go when we die. This may hold some truth or not. I guess we'll know when the fucking time comes. Yes. That's how I feel about it, too. Like, you know, the idea of a subterranean realm is also mentioned in Tibetan Buddhist belief. According to one story from Tibetan Buddhist tradition, there is an ancient city called Shambhala, which is located inside the earth. According to the ancient Greeks, there were caverns under the surface, uh, which were entrances leading to the underworld, some of which were the caverns of hmm, uh, Tyenaren in Laconia, Mm -hmm. at Treosan in Argolis, at Ephia in Thesperocha, at Heraclea in Pontos, and in Aramiani. What the fuck? those aren't real places. Yeah, they are. I've been there. You lying sack of shit. Are those real places? Yeah, Yeah. Okay. According to them, at least, yeah. In Thracian and Dacian legends, it is said that there are caverns occupied by an ancient god called Zalmoxis. Sounds like a fucking antibiotic. (laughs) Maybe that's what I'm on right now. Zalmoxis? I'm taking Zalmoxis right now because I got a cold. Pretty strong stuff. Yeah. It's making me feel like... But I'm also taking like 13 other different things too. Yeah. Like Miller High Life. (laughs) Ching. <laughs> in Mesopotamian religion, there is a story of a man who, after traveling through the darkness of a tunnel in the mountain of Mashu, entered a subterranean garden. That sounds beautiful. It's, it's, it's very isn't nice. Mashu the... Isn't... That's not Machu Picchu. No, the dragon from Mulan. That's Mushu. Mushu. Yeah. Mashu. No, Mushu. Okay. Yeah, whatever. In Celtic mythology, there is a legend of a cave called Kruachan or Kruash... Huachan. Kruatan. <laughs> Kruatan, also known as Ireland's gate to hell a mythical and ancient cave from which according to legend strange creatures would emerge and be seen on the surface of the earth yeah. they are said to be bald taller than most with blue eyes and a big bushy beard fucking moody That's Totally moody. <laughs> uh, there are also stories of medieval knights and saints who went in pilgrimage to a cave located in station island county donegal in ireland where they made journeys inside the earth into a place of purgatory oh. you guys know purgatory or you know that place of uh or state of suffering inhabited by the souls of sinners who were shedding their sins before going to heaven Oh. That purgatory. Oh, that purgatory? Yeah. yeah. Oh, gotcha. In County Down, Northern Ireland, there is a myth which says tunnels lead to the land of subterranean Tuatha de Danann. I feel like I got that. I think you did pretty good. There's still a hell of a lot more coming, though. Oh, I know. There's so much. <laughs> who are supposedly a group of people who are believed to have introduced Druidism to Ireland, and then they said, fuck it, and went back underground. Good for them. Yeah. They're like, eh, fuck this shit, I'm out. In Hindu mythology, the underworld is referred to as Patala. In the Bengali version of the Hindu epic Ramayana, it has been depicted how Rama and (laughs) Lakshmana were taken by the king of the underworld, Erhavan, brother of the demon king Ravana. Later on, they were rescued by Hanuman. Okay, you guys got all that? Yes. Yeah, we good? There's a lot of mons. Yeah, I'm not going back to that, no. by the way. If, okay. you, if you guys aren't... Catch up, mustard. If you don't got that, none. Just re- re- Yeah, rewind. rewind. Yeah, yeah, go back 10 seconds. Listen to me fuck it up. So the Angami Naga tribes of India claim that their ancestors emerged in ancient times from a subterranean land inside the earth. The Tayano from Cuba believe their ancestors emerged in ancient times from two caves in a mountain underground. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Natives of the... <laughs> Trobriand. Trobriand? Trob. Trob. Uh, drawbridge. Drawbridge, no. yeah. Yeah, drawbridge. No. no. Trobriand, Trobriand Islands believe that their ancestors had come from a subterranean land through a cavern hole called uh, Abukula. Huh. Mexican folklore also tells of a cave in a mountain five miles south of Ojanaga and that uh, Mexico is possessed by devilish creatures who came from inside the earth. Maybe that's where the chupacabra came from. Oh. Ah. Uh, chupacabra. 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 I wonder if Davey listens anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if he does. Hola, Davy. Hmm. Hola. In the Middle Ages, an ancient German myth held that some mountains located between Eisenach and Gotha hold a portal to the inner earth. A Russian legend says that the uh, Samoyeds, an ancient Siberian tribe, traveled to a uh, cavern city to live inside the earth. Hmm. Luckily, they had plenty of space rope to make it back out. Uh, Yes. Wait. Space rope? Space rope. Yes. Because Yuri gave it to him. Oh, he did? Yeah. Are you sure? Maybe his grandfather. That's a great grandfather. Maybe that's where you got the idea. Oh. Ah. Yuri says, that's where I get it. Yeah. So the Italian writer Dante, you guys all know who Dante is because you are the smartest people that have ever listened to any podcast because you're listening to us right now. Oh, yeah. Dante. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He describes a hollow Earth in his well-known 14th-century work *Inferno*, in which the fall of Lucifer, um, the fall of Lucifer from heaven, caused an enormous funnel to appear in a previously solid and spherical Earth, as well as an enormous mountain opposite it. Purgatory, that's right, that place again. Oh wow, purgatory is all over the shits, apparently. In Native American mythology here, they believe that the ancestors of the Mandan people in ancient times emerged from a subterranean land through a cave at the north side of the Missouri River. Mm. There is also a tale about a tunnel in the San Carlos Apache Indian Reservation in Arizona near Cedar Creek, which is said to lead inside the earth to a land inhabited by a mysterious tribe. It is also the belief of the tribes of the Iroquois that their uh, ancient ancestors emerged from a subterranean world inside the earth. Mm. The elders of the Hopi people believe that uh, that is a Sepapu entrance in the Grand Canyon exists, which leads to the underworld. Yes. So lot, lots of people, lots of people believe so, it in this shit. A lot of people. Right. Brazilian Indians who live alongside the Parima River in Brazil claim that their forefathers emerged in ancient times from an underground land and that many of their ancestors still remain inside the earth. Ancestors of the Inca supposedly came from caves which are located east of Cusco, Peru. So... This is something that has been floating around a shit ton of ancient mythos for a long ass time. Well, you know, before that stupid, silly thing called science came about. Yeah, but science proved this, so. Moving on. <laughs> now to circle back to our friend Edmund. Edmund Halley. Haley. Halley. Haley. Halley. 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 <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Halley. 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 Leaky, leaky muck, Is he, sorry. He was born in 1656 in Hagerston in Middlesex, not to be confused with upper sex or its ill-informed cousin, the power-bottom sex. He was an English astronomer, uh, geophysicist, mathematician, meteorologist, and physicist. Oh, wow. Because what the fuck else was there to do in the 1600s but know everything? Pretty much. I mean, that's that seems to be what happened. Yeah. He was known to work with Sir Isaac Newton among other notables, but uh, we're not going to note them here because whatever. And other people prominent in science back then. Yes, you know, I, um, and Isaac Newton, he created the fig Newton, right? Yeah, dude, those are so good. Fig Newtons are good. Oh my god, I I like the. I mean, they're all good, but the the regular fig ones are great. Just a plain fig. The thing that sucks about them is that when you dip them in milk, they just disintegrate. Well, the cookie does. The fig doesn't go anywhere. Oh, it's gonna go. Yeah, (laughs) so it just becomes this gelatinous fig fig substance with milk all over it (laughs) and residue from what used to be a cookie. Oh. Okay, maybe they're not that good yeah. now that I think about it. Maybe. Anyway, so in 1692, he proffered the idea that the earth was indeed hollow and had a shell about 500 miles thick with two inner enter, enter concentric having common center as circles or spheres. You guys get that, flat earthers? You guys following? Yeah, flat, flat, they turned this off a long Oh, there time. it is. Yeah, wait, yeah, wait, wait, yeah. wait. We'll yeah. Guess what? Fuck you. <laughs> Anyway, uh, with the shells and it had an inner core, he proposed that the atmosphere separated the shells and that they also had their own magnetic poles and that the shells moved at different speeds. Mm-hmm. Okay. This idea was used to elucidate. That means to shed light upon. Good yeah. job. Yes. Um, the an- aha. <laughs> anomalous compass readings. Okay. Very good. Right. Yeah. Okay. He conceptualized that the inner region had its own atmosphere and possibly luminous with plausible inhabitants. Oh, oh people. He also thought that escaping gases from the inner earth caused what is now known as the Northern Lights. What happened to the Southern Lights? Uh, I don't know. Oh. Are there Southern Lights? There actually are. It's only when Moody's down there after tacos. (laughs) (laughs) Now, another early ambassador to this idea was Leclerc Milford. Um, Jean-Antoine Leclerc, or... Known by a simpler name, just Louis Milfort, which seems way more easy for me to read. Monsieur Milfort was a higher-ranking French military officer who offered his services during the late 1700s. He is most notably known for leading Creek Indian Wars during the American Revolution War as allies of the British. I guess having a common enemy here would make sense as to why he chose to lead this group. Mm -hmm. He immigrated in uh, 1775 to what was then known as the British Colonies of North America, but we all know there's nothing... British about us anymore. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate. So sad. Now, why would a high or uh, higher-ranking uh, French military officer want to immigrate from his home to a place of turmoil? Well, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and it's good that everyone's paying attention out there because they're like, I wonder why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, a little bit about this French saboteur. He was known by many aliases. But well, I won't do that. Sorry, <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> but we will just stick with Louis here. All right, that's what we. He just for intents. Plus his name is like thirty fucking syllables long, and yeah, he's got yeah, like eight, eight of them too. Yeah. So for all intents and purposes, we call him Louis. 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 Perhaps I will call him Louis. 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 <laughs> you gotta get in the back of your throat. Louis. 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 Oh, that's better. Yeah. Louis. <laughs> Louis was born in Thin-le-Meteur near uh, Méserès, France. He served in the French military from 1764 to 1774. Now, this is according to his memoir that was dated in 1802. He left France after ended, ending up uh, after he ended up killing a servant of the king's household in a duel. Uh, apparently, the king's servant loved the king. OK, so much so that when Louis read aloud a poem that he had written f- that included the king, like he and writ- wrote it for the king, the servant jumped up, tore off his glove and slapped Louis across the face. Not once, but four fucking times. Holy wow. This obviously something that Louis just could not let happen. OK, so he challenged the servant to a duel, not just any duel, mind you. He challenged him to a duel of what was then known as a mort de coupe de pépère. Yeah. Oh, Yes. And for all you people out there that might want to look that up, mm-hmm. just make sure you look it up. Yes, the yes. servant died an excruciating death, and Louis fled. You want to hear the poem that he actually read? Wait, you got the poem? I actually found the poem. Dude. Yeah. You want to hear it? Yeah, of course. Should I should I do it in a French accent? Well, it's in French, isn't it? Uh, well, kind of. Well, then, yeah. Okay. There's a place in France where the naked ladies dance. Oh. There's a hole in the wall where the men can see it all. Oh. But the men don't care because they've got lost their underwear. And the cops never shoot because they think it's kind of cute. There's a place in France where the alligators dance. If you give them a glance, they could bite you in the pants. There's a place on Mars where the ladies smoke cigars. Every puff she makes is enough to kill the snakes. When the snakes all die, they put diamonds in their eye. When the diamonds break, the dancing makes them ache. When the diamonds shine, they look really so fine. The king and queen have a rubber ding-a-ling. All the girls in France have ants in their pants. Yeah? Wait... There's alligators in France. I don't know. I don't, I don't... Apparently. Wow. Okay. Listen, I don't know. I mean, we weren't there at the time. Right. Yeah. But obviously, this shit is 100% bullshit, and uh, you'll probably have that song stuck in your head for days. <laughs> There's a place in France where the naked ladies dance. There's a hole in the wall where the... Come on. Yeah, that was good. You yeah. guys are going to have that forever. That was good. Now, as much as we tried to find the actual information as to why there was a duel and why it was with a servant of the king, we could not find much. But after digging up some more information on Louis, we find out that he ended up back or going back to France to be a part of the Sacred Society of Sufficians, which is fucking hard to say. Yeah. Just say that like five times real fast. Sufficians. No. Oh. The Sacred Society of Sufficients. The Sacred Society of The Sacred Society of Sufficients. The, 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 the Sacred Society of Suficients. The Sacred Society of Sufficients. The Sacred Society of... I almost got it. I almost got almost, it. Almost. The last yeah. one, yep. Yeah. I also had to read it as I was doing it, though, yeah, because I kind of forgot what it was yeah. halfway through. Yeah. So this group is also known as the Secret Society of Napoleon Sorcerers. Oh, yeah, Sorcerers. Uh, you know Napoleon. Yeah, he's very small. He a- actually wasn't very small. No? No. We. Oui. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he was not that small. He was very large. Not a large man. No. No, but n- no male for the time. Oh. The yes. Average. Aver- average, yes. Oh. He was like maybe 5'8". That's taller than you. Perhaps. No, I'm fine. Fuck off. <laughs> I am like 5'10". With shoes on. <laughs> anyway, so this may have to be a bonus episode for that. Because I, I, to be honest, just, uh, the Secret Society of Napoleon Sorcerers sounds amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. So dope. that goes into the bonus bank. Oh, yeah. Now back to the core of our episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. the creek indians who are originally from the muskogee um uh, thank you Whis- wikipedia for that uh, actually i knew how to pronounce that You did? yeah oh good job oh actually no i said muskogee yes it's mus uh Muscogogli. wait what <laughs> that can't be right that's what it is muskogogy muskogee it's muskogee whatever yeah. area which is southeast uh united states which roughly translates to the areas around tennessee alabama western georgia and northern florida Louis adapted their customs and um, assimilated into their tribe. He even married the sister of the chief. Yeah. Louis I, is kind of a badass. That's kind of got some balls on. Sounds like a smooth talker. Oh. He's like, hey, uh, hey, chief, I would like to, uh, you know, with your daughter. Is this okay? You know, in France, it's okay for me to go. Okay. That means I would like to perhaps hold her hand. Yeah. Take her to a movie. Perhaps, you know, rub the fuzzies. Oh, yes. We're very fuzzy. Plays the, uh, the, 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 the Snickle Tickle? Yes. Come again? Yeah, uh, you know, had had the one I trouser snake. Oh. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's when I say, all right. All right. Okay. Obviously the chief was okay with it. So. Yeah, apparently. Now, after Louis and the rest of the people in the American Revolutionary War lost to the U.S., he decided to lead the Creek tribe on an expedition in 1781 because, well, they didn't have shit else to do. On this expedition, they were searching for caverns where allegedly the Creek Indian ancestors had emerged from. Or maybe even the origin of Bigfoot. Yeah, maybe. We don't don't have proof that that didn't happen. Very true. All right. Yes, the Creek Indians had believed that their ancestors lived below the earth and lived in caverns along the Red River junction of the Mississippi River. Now, during the expedition, they did come across these caverns, which they suspected could hold 20,000 of their family in. It's a lot of fun. That's a big cavern. It's a big cavern. It, that, is that a cave? I don't know. What the hell's a different... It doesn't matter. No. I'm not going... I'm not doing it. I'm not going down the hole. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much all they found, though, is that it's big enough to hold people. Yeah. Okay. Because, of course, they did. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a, you know video cameras back then, or otherwise, I'm pretty sure they would have actually found the footage of Bigfoot, though. Exactly. Yeah. Or the Bigfoot rabbits. We've figured out that there has to be Bigfoot rabbits. You got to listen to the bonus if you want to know what that means. Another advocate was Leonard Euler. Yes, you heard right. Euler. Euler. No, Lennard Euler. Oh, Euler. Euler. Okay. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. A great 18th century mathematician, or not so great if you didn't enjoy math in school, unlike, you know, Moody and myself. No, actually, Moody was like fucking super math nerd. Oh, yeah. He sucks. Yeah. Hey, Moody. Fuck you, Moody. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Euler founded the study of graph theory and topology. Ah, topology? Yes. Not topography, no. Okay, that's that's map making, isn't it? It's topography. It's the science of map. But isn't topography that's the drawing of map? (laughs) Anyway, no. It literally says here, and no, Moody, not on topology. Get it? Wait, hold on, hold on. Mind always in the gutter. Uh, Euler influenced many other discoveries such as analytic number theory, complex analysis, and the coolest subject ever, infinitesimal calculus, which is Latin for bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Infinitesimal calculus. Can you imagine doing that? No. That's the problem that never ends. That's literally all it is. It just goes on for fucking This ever. is the math that never ends. Yes, it goes on and on. I'm That's two songs now you guys have stuck in your head. Yep, by the cool. way, and drink. <laughs> but Anyways, we digress. This guy knew his stuff, but he did think with his infinite wisdom that the Earth was in fact hollow and had no inner shells, but instead had a 600-mile diameter sun in the center. Okay. Mm -hmm. The most intriguing and plausible theory he had within this whole idea was that you could enter into this interior from the northern and southern poles. Let's hold to that cool hypothesis for right now and move along with our next interesting goon of the hollow Earth community. That's right. Yes, he thought there was a sun, mm-hmm. which I, he's not wrong. He's not. N- <laughs> no, he's not wrong. You know what I mean? There but, is... but the way he thought about it is yeah. wrong. And we'll go through. Oh, yeah, anyway, so with Halley's spheres and Euler's holes <laughs> came another great man with another great theory. Captain John Sims and this fucking guy. This boy, oh boy! Yes, you probably know Captain Sims. He was a hero in the War of 1812. After being sent with his regiment to Canada and providing relief to the American forces at the Battle of Lundy's Lane, he was a well known as a, well. He was well known as a trader and lecturer after he left the army. And that's trader, not traitor. Yes, yes. trader, trader, like fur trader. Yes, trader. He was a trader. Trader. Yes. Oh, we. Oui. He was a. Son of a bitch. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, in 1818, Sims announced his theory on hollow earth to the world with his publication of his circular number one. Quote, I declare the earth is hollow and habitable within, containing a number of solid concentric spheres, one with the other. Wait, hold on. I fucked that all up. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start that over. <laughs> I declare the earth is hollow and habitable within, containing a number of solid concentric spheres, one within the other and that is open at the poles 12 or 16 degrees. I pledge my life in support of this truth and am ready to explore the hollow if the world will support and aid me in the undertaking. John Cleves Sims Jr. Sims, circular, number one. That was very good. That's what he said. Yeah, that was exactly what he said. All right. While there were few people who would consider Sims as the Newton of the West, most of the world were, uh, they were far less than impressed. Although his theory wasn't as popular as one would expect, you got to admire the confidence he had, right? Oh, yeah. To- got up there and said, dear people, fuck you and your thoughts. And join me on my expedition. All right. Come with me and I will prove to you that I'm fucking crazy. Come with me and <laughs> see <laughs> what the f- oh, world of hollow earthers. Oh, boy. No leave the singing to me buddy damn (laughs) (laughs) i had to stick my throat there for a second yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. it's called a (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> so Sims sent this declaration at a rather hefty cost to himself, to quote each notable foreign government, reigning prince, legislature, city, college, and philosophical societies throughout the union and had to and and, and to individual members of the national legislature as far as the five hundred copies would go. So in other words, he had he spent five or spent his money to make five hundred copies of this weird ass little declaration. Mm-hmm. And then sent them to basically every fucking big wig. <laughs> Everyone. Everyone. That's like nowadays sending an email to every single CEO on the face of the planet asking them to fund your idea. You mean podcast? Oh. Yeah. Oh. I like it. Shark Tank, here we come. Yep. Come on, Sims. So anyway, that's, yeah, he decided he would just do that. So Sims would then be followed by an exorbitant amount of ridicule for his proclamation, shocker, (laughs) as many intellectuals were back then. Of course, they're going to say fuck off. Mm -hmm. This ridicule would later influence a rather bold move, Cotton. We'll actually come back to that as well. What was so special about his theory that got 98% of the world not on the edge of their seats... Well, to start, he believed the Earth had five concentric spheres, you know, because we talked earlier where they were two or multiple or whatever, which I love how everyone's kind of just making them more. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Um, With uh, where we live to be the largest of the spheres. Okay. He also believed that the crust was 1000 miles thick with an Arctic opening, (laughs) giggity, (laughs) uh, about 4000 miles wide which is huge, by the way, Yeah, it's pretty and big. an Antarctic opening around 6,000 miles wide. That's fucking ginormous. Yeah, that's almost... Actually, it's like almost between here and the moon. It's like 12,000 miles away. So it's halfway. <laughs> it's more than... Hey, we're almost halfway there. We're bro. almost halfway there. He argued that because of the centrifugal force of the Earth's rotation, that the poles would be flattened, which would cause such a gradual gradation that you would travel into the hollow Earth without even knowing you fucking did it. That's where we're at right now, bro. What? So we're at right now. What do you mean? We're we're in hollow earth right now? No, we're inside the earth. Well, inside the earth's atmosphere. (laughs) <laughs> eventually he refined his theory because of such ridicule and criticism of course he did now this theory consists of a just a single hollow sphere instead of a uh, instead of five uh, concentric spheres well oh, yeah so now that we know all about sims and his theory why don't we talk about what he decided to do with this theory and this is fucking amazing <laughs> so what do you think you guys out there right now you think he created a cult so he could be ostracized oh Or do you think he just gave up and realized it was silly and just fucking went home and ate some bonbons and chilled? That's what I did. Yeah. We hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but he decided to take his theory and convince the U.S. Congress to fund and organize an expedition to the South Pole to enter the inner Earth. You are hearing this right, people. This is something that happened in our history. (laughs) Which, Mm. among the things that have been presented to the Congress, this is probably not one of the more... uh, of strange things oh there's probably way crazier shit yeah yeah there's probably way crazier so good news and bad news here folks the good news is congress back then actually had some people with heads on their shoulders as opposed to those today and they said fuck that noise and denied funding for his expedition yes hamilton ohio okay (laughs) that's actually here in ohio where we're from Yep. even has a monument to him and his fucking ideas thanks ohio yep Next up on our list of the uh, what the fuck were they thinking here? We have Jeremiah Reynolds. He also delivered lectures on the hollow earth and argued for an expedition. I guess back in those days, people just up and went to the far reaches of the earth just to prove a fucking point. Yes. I'm going to go to Australia. How how will you get there? Well, I'm going to walk. Mm, It's an island. No, it's not. No, it is. I'll prove you wrong. (laughs) (laughs) that to me seems what it was like back then that seems like an actual conversation that took place but but you forgot the part about congress doing that though oh yeah it was was congress this time yeah congress saying um you're a fucking idiot i will prove you wrong then (laughs) you 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 will not (laughs) so anyway reynolds said look what i can do and went on an expedition to antarctica himself but missed joining the great U.S. Exploring exp- uh, Expedition of 1838 to 1842, even though the venture was a result of his craziness. I mean, interest. So, in other words, there was an actual expedition that went up there, uh, uh, Antarctica. That's north or south? Antarctica is south. South. Arctic is north. Right. Yes. Ant. Yes. Down. Not ant. Up. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, there actually was one that he actually instituted, and his dumbass missed the fucking boat, literally. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, he gained support from marine and sci- uh, scientific societies, and in 1828, successfully lobbied the House of Representatives to pass a resolution asking then President John Quincy Adams to deploy a research vessel to the Pacific. He went to the president. <laughs> We are paid to lead, not (laughs) Not, to read. Not to read. (laughs) Jesus. So the president, for his part, had first mentioned Reynolds in his November 4th, 1826 diary entry, writing, now listen closely, folks. Quote, Mr. Reynolds is a man who has been lecturing about the country in support of Captain John Cleveson's theory that the Earth is a hollow sphere open at the poles. His lectures are said to have been well attended and much approved as exhibitions of genius and of science. But the theory itself has been so much ridiculed and is in truth so visionary that Reynolds has now varied his purpose to the proposition of fitting out a voyage of circumnavigation to the Southern Ocean. He has obtained numerous signatures in Baltimore to a memorial um, to Congress for this object, which he says will otherwise be very powerfully supported. It will, however, have no support from Congress." That day will come, but not yet, nor in my time. May it be my future and my praise to accelerate its approach. Okay. Get that, right? Yep. We yep. heard what he said. Mm-hmm. The prez wrote this in his freaking diary, like, this motherfucker. <laughs> this dude's spitting fire. <laughs> this motherfucker. But it's amazing, so keep listening here. It's so good. Adam's words proved prophetic, okay? Though um, his administration opted to fund... Um, Um, to fund Reynolds' expedition, the voyage was waylaid by the 1828 presidential election, which found Adams roundly defeated by Andrew Jackson, okay? The newly elected president canceled the expedition, leaving Reynolds to fund his trip through other sources. The privately supported venture set sail in 1829, but ended in disaster when the crew mutinied (laughs) and left Reynolds' ass on shore. (laughs) oh my god so per Boston 1775 the US exploring expedition only received the green light under the country's 8th president Martin Van Buren okay anyway and I don't know if I actually touched on this or not but I hope I added this about uh, when he went to talk to Um, oh yeah 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 okay it's coming it's so good Jesus dude I laughed so hard doing all this research and going through all this shit that you did and whatnot I laughed so hard this is one of those episodes where I'm like what the fuck (laughs) this actually shit actually happened yep as Howard Dory explains in his plotting through the president's blog multiple media outlets including Smithsonian in an earlier version of the article erroneously interpreted Adam's description of Reynolds idea as visionary remember he said that in his journal Mm -hmm. as a sign of his support for the hollow earth theory (laughs) In fact, notes Bell in a separate Boston 1775 blog post, the term's connotations at the time were largely negative. In the words of 18th century English writer Samuel Johnson, a visionary was, quote, one whose imagination is disturbed. Oh, wow. So we fucking called him a nut job. Damn. Damn. That's what he did. Visionary and like, oh, he's a visionary. Yeah. And in other words, he's like this motherfucker, <laughs> this, 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 this dumbass. <laughs> so the president, adds Dore or Dore or Dory, whatever his name is, only agreed to support the polar expedition quote after Reynolds abandoned the hollow earth idea. So they wanted to go there. Mm-hmm. They wanted to go to the do you say South Pole? Yeah, yeah. They wanted to go there because it, it was a huge expedition and no one's ever gone there before. Right. So they wanted to take a manned expedition down there, but. They didn't want to do it off the basis of some nut fucking idea. You know listen, what I mean? Listen, listen, listen. listen. Linda. I, I I like your idea. So yes. So we're going to fund your expedition. Really? But we're not. Wait, gonna. wait, wait. What about the mole people? Perhaps the, 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 the spheres inside the earth. Are, are you excited? I'm excited. Yes. Oh, I, I, we dear, love, dear sir, dear sir. I love, love your idea. Yes, yes. We're just not going to put it on the cover of the expedition. Wait, um, back page, back page, back page. Everyone loves the back page. The picture, does that mean that you you don't believe me? You're a visionary, sir. Oh, yes, thank you. And that's how that kind of end scene. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, the, uh, the president um, adds Dory only agreed to support the polar expedition again after Reynolds abandoned the fucking hollow Arthur idea. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here with your bullshit. I had always heard uh, that he was, well, this is me. I had always heard that he was a believer in mole people and hollow earth and that, that um, the president was right. And I've heard this from multiple different sources or whatever, but this is what happens when you do your own fucking research Yep. and you do. Good research. You find the truth. You before. find the truth. It just turns out that his words were misinterpreted, which yeah. is fucking amazing. However, I wonder if there are any other books out there where the overall ideas and verbiage could and have been misinterpreted, causing insane, insane amounts of uh, disingenuous beliefs. N- no. No. That's, no. That, that's that's a one-off, man. No. You're, yeah, that never crazy, happens. Man. You're getting crazy. You're you crazy, man. Yeah, 1984 you was, not, not, was not true. You're crazy. Though Sims <laughs> himself never wrote a book about his ideas, several other uh, authors published works discussing his ideas. McBr- uh, McBride wrote Sims' theory of kind con- oh, of... that word, con- it's concentric, right? Concentric. 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 concentric spheres in 1826. It appears that Reynolds has an article that appeared as a separate booklet in 1826. Uh, remarks of sims theory which appeared in the american quarterly review mm-hmm. in 1868 a professor wf lyons published the hollow globe which put forth a sims like hollow earth hypothesis but failed to mention sims himself because you know fuck that guy right yeah sims son americus fucking amazing that's thing. such a cool ass name i saw that and i was like oh no, no that's his first name that's his first i know that's yeah that's so his name would be americus sims the last name is meh. You can't have a strong first name like that. And then just I don't know. Sims. Unless, it's, unless I'm mispronouncing Sims the entire time, and it's actually Simus. Or it's Simes. 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 Americus Simes. So his son, <laughs> Americus, over here, which is just such a cool name, then published the Sims theory of concentric spheres in 1878 to set the record straight. I think the uh, duel would have been a better idea myself. Uh, yes. Yes. And by the way, if you happen to go back and listen to the name of that duel, I made it up. It's actually <laughs> death by... Paper cuts. Yes. So <laughs> glad you guys looked it up. <laughs> so, Sir John Leslie proposed a hollow earth in his 1829 Elements of Nature philosophy. In 1864, in The Journey to the Center of the Earth, Jules Verne described a hollow earth containing two rotating binary stars named Pluto and Prosper, uh, Proserpine, Proserpine. <laughs> Which is fiction. Okay, me, yeah. we get it. But but Jules Verne did get a couple things right in a few of his books, all right? Yes. He did. I have a great story about Jules Verne. you want to hear it? I do. Okay. So my buddy Jim, way back when I was younger, yeah, he used to, uh, he was a heavier set guy. Okay. Big dude. Okay. And every time he would fart, he would name it. And one day we were sitting there and he farted and I'm not even joking. His ass went, Jules Verne. (laughs) And so ever since then, we were always like, dude, do the Jules Verne. (laughs) His fart sounded like someone saying Jules Verne. That's... In a rather raspy voice <laughs> and, and wet. Anyway, oh. so William Warf, uh, Fairfield Warren, in his book, Paradise Found, the Cradle of the Human Race of the North Pole, presented his belief that um, humanity originated on a continent in the Arctic called Hyper, 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 Hyper Hyperbia, Hi, Hyperborea. Yes. Yes. This influenced some early uh, Hollow Earth proponents, okay? According to Marshall Gardner, both the Eskimo and Mongolian peoples had come from the interior of the Earth through an entrance at the North Pole. I wonder if they knew that. I I don't know. And and why are the people... Why would they come... What? No! And the, the, God, none of that makes sense. So you're talking about Eskimos and uh, Eskimo. I don't even think that's a proper terminology for that nowadays. I, no, they're like... Uh, what do they call that? It's like Northern Indigenous? Uh, yeah. Is that or what Northern it is? Northern Indigenous, like Northern... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, our dumbass... Ask damn I was up there. Yeah. building their igloos. I'm yeah. But why would you go from the center of the earth unless it's... I mean, is it too hot down there and you wanted to freeze your asses off? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Nequia, or the Problem of the Ages, first serialized in a newspaper printed in Topeka, Kansas in 1900 and considered an early feminist utopian novel, mentions John Cleve Sims' theory to explain its settling in a hollow earth. Hmm. Which seems fucking all kinds of weird. It looks like we're not in Kansas anymore, don't yeah. <laughs> jesus <laughs> an early 20th century proponent of hollow earth william reed wrote phantom of the poles in 1906 he supported the idea of a hollow earth but without interior shells or inner sun okay oh. no sun Got so this. One. W- w- what's in the middle chocolate uh cadbury eggs oh that would be amazing i know i'd fuck those up oh, yeah. Okay. I, I would i would get us an expedition to the center of the fucking earth just to fuck up some cadbury my eggs. look it will be like a tootsie roll no, you know what it would be. I hate to zero. It. it would be like fucking black licorice. Ugh. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Ugh. The spiritualist writer Walberga Lady Paget ah, Paget Paget and whatever in her book Coliloquies with an Unseen Friend" in 1907 was an early writer to mention the Hollow Earth hypothesis. She claimed that cities exist beneath a desert, which is where the people of Atlantis moved. Oh, okay. Desert and Atlantis. Gotcha. Yes. She said an entrance to the subterranean kingdom will be discovered in the 21st century. That's oh. a pretty fucking broad brush she's painting with there, but all right. A little bit. Yeah. It'll be sometime in the future. Yes. But when? The I, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck off. Quit asking questions. <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk a little bit about Admiral Richard E. Byrd. Is another one of these guys. Oh. According to Hollow Earth theorists, Bird met. Okay. Got that? Okay. Met ancient race underground. Wait, what? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is that misspelled incorrectly? <laughs> no, he did. He met an ancient race underground in the South Pole. Yes. So this guy says. <laughs> <laughs> he went down there mm-hmm. and he met an ancient race. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. According to Bird's diary, the government ordered Bird to remain silent for what he witnessed during his Arctic assignment. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> God, trying to go through these and not laugh, dude. Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ! All right, this is from March eleventh, nineteen forty-seven. (laughs) Quote: Fuck, I gotta get it out. Ah. Quote: I have just attended a staff meeting at the Pentagon. I have stated fully my discovery and the message from the master. All is duly recorded. The president has been advised. I am now detained for several hours—six hours, thirty-nine minutes to be exact. I am interviewed intently by top security forces and a medical team. It was an ordeal. I am placed under strict control via the national security provisions of this United States of America. I am ordered to remain silent in regard to all that I have learned on behalf of humanity. Incredible. I am reminded that I am a military man and I must obey orders. End quote.
1: Hmm. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> After many polar accomplishments, Byrd organized Operation High Jump in 1947. The objective, uh, the uh, objective, the objective was to construct an American training and research facility in the South Pole. Mm -hmm. High jump was a significant illustration of the state of the world and the Cold War thinking at the time. Okay, Mm. which makes sense. Yeah, Uh, the nuclear age had just begun. And the real fears were that the Soviet Union would attack the United States over the North Pole, (laughs) which if you put that into context and think about that, what the fuck do you want up there? Uh, Canada, because they are the only ones who probably would have our back. I'm saying, why would you want control of the North Pole? There's literally nothing up there. There's so much up there. You got ice. Yes. (laughs) You got ice. Okay, all right. (laughs) So they just wanted all the ice, is what you're saying. Yeah, well, because it's fucking Russia. They have all the ice. You know why they want that? It's, It's because the white Russians. You ever have drink? Oh... It's fantastic. I love the vodka. especially all the We need all the ice. ice. That's why we go there. Hmm. Yes. Fuck off. <laughs> so anyway, we were afraid of them taking the North fucking pole for some fucking reason. Yeah. The Navy had done a training exercise there in the summer of 1946 and felt it needed to do more. The northern winter was coming, and high jump was a quickly planned exercise to move the whole thing to the South Pole. Okay. Politically, the orders were that the Navy should do all it could to establish a basis for a land claim in Antarctica. That uh, that was classified at the time. Okay. Now, Operation High Jump could probably be its own episode, which I think it should be because fucking let's bring on the cuckoos. (laughs) Or at minimum, maybe a bonus. But we'll get some of the uh, important details on how it pertains to this episode. Some say the American government sent their troops to the South Pole for any evidence of the rumored German base to eleven, yes, they thought there was a fucking German base down there. Yeah. Yes, was there? Well, Nazis were fascinated with anything regarding the Aryan race. They were also fascinated with the occults and with little mustaches. Oh, yeah. oh, that's. I feel so bad every time I arrive. It's always about talking Nazis. Yeah. They suck. Uh, I don't like it. By the way, it was super cold in the Antarctic. Yeah. Did you? you the icicles everywhere on my face. Ooh. They didn't give you a coat? No, I am a mustache. But yeah, but they could have given you like a face covering, like a little mask, you know. I don't like to talk about masks either. Ah. Yes, but yes, it was very cold. Mm. Yes, it's like, oh, the the boogers were hanging. Oh Yes, skis, mm. Those frozen ones, you know, where your nose, when you wrinkle your nose and it goes. How'd <laughs> <laughs> that go again? I don't know, but it morphed into a fucking French. <laughs> it morphed into French. Did I'm, I'm fucking high on fucking life. I'm, I'm high on... What is he saying? <laughs> what is he saying? It doesn't matter. God, I'm seriously know. fucked up. Yeah, anyway, you a little messed up. Yeah. So they traveled all over the world, including Antarctica, to learn more of alleged origins here, okay? The Germans did make their mark in the South Pole. Mm-hmm. However, what they had discovered does not compare to what Byrd recorded in his diary. At the time, obviously. The nuclear rage had just begun and the real fears, again, were that they were going to fuck us up. So, for th- quote, for thousands of years, people all over the world have written legends about Agartha, sometimes called Agartha or Agarthi, oh. The underground city. Agartha, sometimes Agartha, Agarti, Agartha, 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 <laughs> is a legendary kingdom that is said to be located in the Earth's core. Agartha is frequently associated or confused with Shambhala, which figures prominently in Vajrayana Buddhism, and Tibetan fucking words, Kalachakra, Kalachakra, teachings, and revived in the West by Madame Blavatsky and the Theosophical, uh, Theosophical, the- Theosoph, <laughs> Theosophical. 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 I said it right the first you fucking time. Why are you fucking. Oh, with God, yourself? society. <laughs> Theosophists in particular regard Agarthi as a vast complex of caves underneath Tibet inhabited by demigods called Asuras. Helena and Nicholas um, uh, uh, whose teachings closely paralleled or parallel theosophy. Oh, man, that's such a weird word. See Shambhala's existence as both spiritual and physical. Did Bird find it? Oh, he claims to have met the master, the city's leader, who told him of his concerns about the surface world. Quote, our interest rightly begins just after your race exploded the first atomic bombs over Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan. It was that alarming time we sent our flying machines, the Flugelrads, <laughs> to your surface world to investigate what your race had done. You see, we have never interfered before in your race's your races, wars and barbarity, but now we must. For you have learned to tamper with a certain power that is not for your men, mainly that of atomic energy. Our emissaries have already delivered messages to the power of your world, and yet they do not heed. Oh. So he's pissed off. He's like, y'all are fucking with shit. You don't know what you're messing with. Mm. Yeah. Fucked up. Did you know, by the way, that I, I'm not sure if it was either... I think it was Hiroshima or what I don't remember which one it was, but one of them, um, was only, um, the bomb dropped on it because they were going someplace else and the weather was too bad. Mm-hmm. Like literally like the only reason that fucking place got nuked is because the weather was bad somewhere else. Yeah. Pretty fucked up. fucked. I think it's, I think it's Hiroshima. I don't know. I got a 50, 50 chance on that. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. So apparently the government knew about Agartha before Bird. Okay. So apparently they knew. Keeping it ush-ush, as the government does. Mm -hmm. Marshall Gardner wrote A Journey to the Earth's Interior in 1913 and published an expanded edition in 1920. He placed an interior sun in the earth. Mm -hmm. The sun's back. Yep. And built a working model of the hollow earth, which he actually fucking patented. Really? (laughs) He got a patent for it. All right. Gardner made no mention of Reed, but did criticize, Sim, criticize Sims for his ideals. It's a duel time again. Slap you in your face. Death by paper cuts. Fuck you. <laughs> yes. Around the same time, Vladimir Orbachev wrote a novel titled Plutonia, in which the hollow earth possessed an inner sun. hmm. Back again. And was inhabited by prehistoric species. Oh. hmm. The interior was connected with the surface by an opening in the Arctic. Where are they all getting this shit from? Yeah. The explorer Ferdinand Osandowski mm-hmm, wrote a book in 1922 titled Beasts, Men, and Gods. Osandowski said he was told about, subterranean kingdom, uh, about a subterranean kingdom that exists inside the earth. It was known to Buddhists as Agarti, as we talked about earlier. George Paha... Papa Shivli? <laughs> Papa Shango... In his Anything Can Happen from 1940, claimed the discovery in the Caucasus Mountains of, ca- of a cavern containing human skeletons with, quote, heads as big as bushel baskets and an ancient tunnel leading to the center of the earth. One man entered the tunnel and never returned. This dude was a sniper, by the way, with the Imperial Russian, Russian Army during World War One. Oh, uh, how big is a bushel basket? Uh I don't. know. What, what like, the size of a bushel? Are you asking me because I'm a hillbilly? Is that what it is? Yeah, a little bit. yeah. You're probably a hillbilly too, motherfucker. Yeah, but I don't know what. A, it's probably like it holds a bushel of uh, apples, is what it's supposed to. So it's pretty big. Yeah, it's a good size. Oh, okay. that's a big ass head. That's a big ass head. Yeah, hate to be the mom. Yeah, that's that. Oof, <laughs> oof. That would hurt. I got a big head, so yeah, kind of feel. So Moody is actually going to love these next examples here. Novelist Lob Sang Rampa, in his book "The Cave of the Ancients," said an underground chamber system exists beneath the Himalayas of Tibet. Filled with ancient machinery, records, and treasure. Michael Grumley, a, cryptzo- a cryptozoologist, has linked Bigfoot and other hominid cryptids to ancient tunnel systems underground. See, you hear that? Yeah. See? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, according to the ancient astro- uh, astronaut writer Peter Colosimo, a robot was seen entering a... <laughs> Hold on. A robot was seen entering a tunnel below a monastery in Mongolia. Oh, Calasimo also claimed a light was seen from underground in Asber, As Az, Asber, Az, Az, <laughs> Azerbaijan. It's Azerbaijan. Mm. Azerbaijan, yes. Colosimo and other ancient astro- astronaut writers, such as Robert Charro, linked these activities to. What do you think? <sighs> Oh, good for you. That was great. Good job. You (laughs) fucked it up. Well, you got it wrong, so that's what I was saying. Good for you. I fucked it up. Anyway, the UFOs. Wait, what? Yes. Really? They believe that UFOs were a part of this entire thing. Oh, wow. A book by Dr. Raymond Bernard, which appeared in 1964, um, uh, called The Hollow Earth, exemplifies the idea of UFOs coming from inside the Earth. And adds the idea that the Ring Nebula proves the existence of hollow worlds, as well as speculation on the fate of Atlantis and the origin of flying saucers. Okay, we getting all this? So, yes. Go ahead. The Ring Nebula? Mm Mm-hmm. We got a fucking star on our planet now? Apparently. Apparently. Okay. Yes. And, and, and apparently, flying saucers come from the center of my butthole. Well, yeah, obviously. Yes. I mean, where else would they come from? Yeah. An article by Martin Martin Gardner revealed that Walter Seigmeister used the pseudonym Bernard, but not until the 1989 publishing of Walter Captain Minkle's Subterranean Worlds 100,000 Years of Dragons, Dwarfs, the Dead, Lost Races, and UFOs from Inside the Earth. <laughs> That's the name of his fucking book. Okay. The mouthful. And he went and did the whole fucking thing. So, yeah, that fucking what? So the science uh, fiction pulp magazine Amazing Stories promoted one such idea from 1945 to 1949 as the Shaver mystery. The magazine's editor, Ray Palmer, ran a series of stories by Richard Sharp Shaver claiming mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. that a superior prehistoric race had built a honeycomb of (laughs) caves in the earth and that their degenerate descendants known as Dero live there to this day, using the fantastic machines abandoned by the ancient races to torment those of us living on the surface. What the fuck? Yep, it's uh, ah. it all makes sense now. It does it? Yes. Good. Yes. Maybe you can explain it to me later. Yeah. As one characteristic of this uh, this torment, Shaver describes "quote unquote" voices that purportedly came from no explainable source. Thousands of readers wrote to affirm that they too had heard the fiendish voices from inside the earth. The writer David Hatcher uh, Hatcher Childress, sorry, uh, authored *Lost Continents* and *The Hollow Earth* in which he reprinted the stories of Palmer and defended the hollow earth idea based on alleged <coughs> alleged tunnel systems beneath South America and Central Asia. Hollow earth proponents have claimed a number of different locations for the entrances which lead inside the earth other than the north and south poles. Entrances and locations which have been cited include Paris in France, oh, Staffordshire in England, oh, Montreal in Canada, oh nice, Hangzhou in China. Okay. I, I, I refuse to do a Chinese accent. That that feels like I'm crossing the, the line on that one. They're, they're, yeah, they're yeah, that the line. 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 Yeah. And the Amazon rainforest. Okay, I said this was going to be a long episode. Yeah, a little bit, and it's going to be because when you have this amount of insanity, I mean smartness, huh? Smart. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intelligence, right? Yes, intelligence. Yes, uh, I'll call it insanity. Yes, you call it whatever you want. Anyway, <laughs> have you ever heard of the concave hollow Earth theory? So. It, it's not convex. Uh, what? It's not convex. Is that a type of condom? I don't know. We both. It should know. be. Uh, <laughs> we both, ax, accidental dad. All right. <laughs> anyway, so we're, it doesn't matter if you know or not, because we're still going to talk about this yes. shit. And we're, I'm going to learn you a little bit. Instead of saying that humans live on the outside surface of a hollow planet, sometimes called a convex, like you just mentioned, mm-hmm. hollow Earth hypothesis. Some whack have claimed human lives or humans live on the inside surface of a hollow spherical world so that our universe itself lies in the world's interior. This has been called the concave hollow Earth hypothesis or sky centricism. Yes. Okay. Little marble, big bag. Right. Yeah. You, you, Dude, you've seen Men in Black. Yeah. The end where the alien's playing with the marbles? Oh, that's, yeah. That's us, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah. They is, put it in a movie. It's is true. it? Oh, it must be true. It must be true. must be true. Yeah. yeah. Especially because Will Smith was in it. Yeah. You know that's going to be Right. Of right. Of course. Because it's not fake at all. <laughs> anyway... So Cyrus Teed, a doctor from upstate New York, proposed such a concave hollow earth in 1869, calling his scheme, quote, cellular (laughs) cosmogony. Okay. (laughs) He might as well have called it goobery fucking nuts." See, I can make up words, too. I like that that? better, though. Yeah. I'd buy into that. Yeah. You guys want to hear about goobery nuts? Because... It'll fucking blow your mind, man. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Teed founded a group called the Corishan Unity based on this notion, which he called Corishanity, which sounds a lot like insanity and would make far more sense to me. So the main colony survives as a preserved Florida State Historic Site at Estero, Florida, but all of Teed's followers have now passed on. Mm, probably from eating Tide Pods. Anyway. Ooh. (laughs) Teed's followers claim to have experimentally verified the concavity... Concavity? Concavity. 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 Yeah, I like that better. Concavity. That sounds pretty cool. The concavity con the concavility <laughs> concave titties oh. of the earth's curvature that's kind of gross yeah <laughs> <laughs> concave titties oh god they go in yeah. out that sounds gross yeah it's kind of gross I'm sorry here we are talking about boobs unless again. unless somebody has issues like see, that see you started the boobs talk I didn't say the word boobs anyway ah anyway, they figured this whole thing out with the curvature through surveys of the Florida coastline, making use of um quote <laughs> what the fuck rectilinator equipment, <laughs> which sounds like something you use to clean out your butthole. Yes. Yeah, would, yeah. Yes. Doctor, I'm sorry, but I've I've been rather, you know, tight back there. I haven't been able to go to the bathroom for so long. This just in. What what is it? We have a new procedure. Yeah, what is it? You lay on this bed. Okay. And I take the rectilinator. Yes. And we showed up your ass. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Several 20th century German writers, including Peter Bender, Johann Lang, Karl Neupert, and Fritz Brot, published works advocating the hollow earth hypothesis, or Holtelwertelherr. No, I didn't say that right. Holtelwertelherr. That sounds right. Sounds better. It's German. Holtelwertelherr. It has been reported, although apparently without historic documentation, that Adolf Hitler was influenced by concave, hollow Earth ideas and sent an expedition in an unsuccessful attempt to spy on the British fleet by pointing infrared cameras up at the sky. Yes, because where the British are. Because that's where the British are? Yes. They're in the sky? They're in the sky. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe fucking Hitler was just a fucking idiot. (laughs) The Egyptian mathematician Mustafa Admiral Akbar Adel Qadar... Uh, wrote several scholarly papers about working on a detailing map of the concave earth mold. By the way, his name wasn't Admiral Akbar, and you guys should know where that's from. Shut up, Moody. In <laughs> one chapter of his book on the wild side, and not that one, oh. Martin Gardner discusses the hollow earth model articulated by Ad- ah, I, I like to call him Admiral Akbar. It just works better that way. According to Gardner, this hypothesis posits that light rays travel in circular paths and slow as they approach the center of the spherical star filled cavern. Gotcha. Okay. Does that make sense at all? Sounds like a if trap. If anyone else's brain hurts, I'm right there with you. Yeah, a bad headache. Okay. It's because of this fucking craziness. <laughs> I'm sick of shit, and this is like, what the fuck? No energy can reach the center of the cavern, okay. which corresponds to no point a finite distance away from Earth in the widely accepted scientific cosmology. Yes. Okay. Got you. Yes, you got that. 100%. Are you lying? Figured. <laughs> A drill, Gardner says, would lengthen as it traveled away from the ca- uh, the cavern and eventually pass through the point of infinity corresponding to the center of the earth in the widely accepted scientific cosmology. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Supposedly, no experiment can distinguish between the two cosmologies. Holy shit, my head fucking hurts. So yeah. he's saying you could take a drill mm-hmm. and if you dri- drive going away from the cavern, which is in the center of the earth. Yep. You'll eventually 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 pass through a point of infinity, which is kind of like what, a wormhole. Uh, it, it goes to infinity and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> you set me up for that one. I did. It was, yeah, good. That was good. Gardner notes that, quote, most mathematicians believe that an inside out universe with properly adjusted physical laws is empirically irrefutable. Correct. Do they now? It can't be refuted. It's okay. right there. Right. White. Gardner rejects the concave hollow earth hypothesis on the basis of Occam's razor. And we've talked about Occam's razor before. Occam's razor, eh, well, kind of, we've talked about it. Riley likes to talk about this a lot, and I just had to put this in here. Occam's razor is the problem solving principle that, quote, entities should not be multiplied beyond necessity. Sometimes inaccurately paraphrased as the simplest explanation is usually the best one. Sorry to bust your bubble, Riley. Anyway. <laughs> reportedly verify a verifiable hypothesis of a concave hollow earth need to be distinguished from a thought experiment which defines a coordinate transformation such that the interior of the earth becomes exterior and the exterior becomes interior ah! yes <laughs> flip flop what the fuck <laughs> For example, in spherical coordinates, let radius R go to R. I'm not doing that. You're There's doing all, the math? Whole fu- nope, not doing it. See, if Moody was here, he would have the math. Yeah, probably. Guess what? He's not. Fuck him. Fuck, Fuck everyone else that wants to hear that because I'm not doing it. <laughs> the transformation entails corresponding changes to the forms of physical laws. This is not a hypothesis, but an illustration of the fact that any description of the physical world can be equivalently expressed in more than one way. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I get that. But when the science comes down to it and says, no, you're fucking stupid. You could yeah. listen. Okay. <laughs> Lay down on the line. So. You, can, you can sit there and tell me until you're blue in the face. I'm already halfway there. Ah, nice. That's, let's just say that this is not a can. Right. It's not. And this can is not filled with liquid. Okay. And this liquid inside is not carbonated. Right. And this carbonation does not taste delicious. Thank you, Miller High Life. You could sit there and tell me that forever, mm-hmm. but the science behind it mm-hmm. tells me you're fucking wrong. No, see, the science behind me having science states that you're in the Matrix and you don't, it's actually not a beer you're drinking, man. <sighs> what is it? It's numbers. <sighs> Zeros and ones. Jesus Christ. By the way, did you see that new, uh. Yeah, I did. Dude, and, they're bringing everyone, except for fucking Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, I don't know if Morpheus, I don't, I don't think that's supposed to be Morpheus in this. There's no way they would replace him after freaking, what, four movies, three movies? Three movies and, a. It's TV series. Yeah, I don't think they do Anyway, we're talking about The Matrix, folks, if you guys, whatever, nerds. Anyway, so now let's talk about some contrary evidence here, shall we? Contrary, but not definite. It's not legitimate. The only thing definite in life, my son, is death. And taxes. You don't have to pay those. You're definitely going to go to jail. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't have to pay them. You know what I mean? Like... Anyway, so let's talk about seismic. The picture of the, uh, uh, let's see, uh, whatever uh, the structure of the Earth that has been arrived at uh, through the study of seismic waves is quite different from a full hollow Earth, right? Yeah. Seismic waves tells you where it's going. The time it takes for seismic waves to travel through and around the Earth directly contradicts a fully hollow sphere. The evidence indicates the Earth is mostly filled with solid rock. Mm-hmm. Lickle, lick, lick, lickle? <laughs> lickle. <laughs> Liquid nickel iron alloy and solid nickel iron. Okay. Yeah. All right. So in other words, they send these radio waves mm-hmm. and they go, oh, wait, it's bouncing back. I wonder why that is. Because it's not fucking hollow. But is it hollow? No. Um, no. Let's talk about gravity. Okay. Um, the Shehalian experiment. I think mm-hmm. it's what it's called. Shehalian. Experiment in Cavendish experiment, all right? So that's what we're talking about. Another set of scientific arguments against a hollow Earth or any other planet comes from gravity. Right. Massive objects tend to clump together gravitationally, creating non-hollow spherical objects such as stars and planets. Right. The solid spheroid is the best way in which to minima, uh, min- ah, minimize the gravitational potential energy uh, energy of a rotating physical object. Right. Having hollowness is unfavorable in these energetic sets. Exactly. In addition, ordinary matter is not strong enough to support a hollow shape of planetary size against the force of gravity. Not completely hollow. A planet-sized hollow shell with uh, the known observed thickness of the Earth's crust would not be able to achieve hydrostatic equilibrium with its own mass, and it would fucking collapse on itself. Right. Based right. upon the size of the Earth and the force of the gravity on its surface, the average density of the planet Earth is, I'm not even reading it, it's big as fuck, and typical densities of the surface rocks are only half that, right? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. If any significant portion of the Earth were hollow, the average density would be much lower than that of the surface rocks. The only way for Earth to have the force of gravity that it does, um, it does for much more dense material to make up a large part of the interior. Okay. Okay. Nickel okay. iron alloy under the conditions expected in a non hollow earth would have a, a densities ranging around 10 to 13. I don't know. It's got some word as number on there. Gram to sem- sem- gram tripled f- fucking dash sec- centimeter cubed what? or cubic centimeter. Shut up. <laughs> Which brings the average density of earth to its observed value. Gotcha. Okay. So in other words, what we found out is the earth is hollow. I'm going to slap a shit out of you. (laughs) Then there's direct observation. Drilling holes does not provide direct evidence against the hypothesis, of course, because you can only go so deep. The deepest hole drilled to date is the Kola Superdeep borehole with a true vertical uh, drill depth of more than 7.5 miles. Which is like a nose hair in the... It ain't shit. Yeah, it ain't shit. Yeah. Which, for all the smarter people out there, it's 12 kilometers, you know. Just saying like twelve kilometers. Anyway, mm. however, the, the distance to the center of the earth is nearly four thousand miles or six thousand four hundred kilometers. Oil wells with longer depths are not vertical wells. The total depths quoted are measured depth, or equivalently a long hole depth, which is measured depth MD, a long hole depth AHD, as these wells are deviated to horizontal. In other words, when you guys think about these wells and stuff, um Grace's uncle is mm-hmm. a oiled well guy a well digger he's a well he's a, I guess <laughs> anyway so you go down and you go out right that's what they do yeah they get big yes they don't go deep they get white right yes all right. People just like me <laughs> uh, wait what are you talking about I'm getting fat oh you're talking about yep yep <laughs> <laughs> as uh, anyway they go horizontal so their true vertical depth the TBD is typically less than 2.5 miles okay so right. even the fucking wells don't go down that far but when they do it's all solid all right so what this is basically saying is is anyway, so no, we haven't gone far enough to visually say that it's hollow. So you're saying that it could still be hollow? <sighs> you don't know. Hold on. And let's keep going. <laughs> Fuck you in that question. So let's discuss what actual scientists, like all of them, believe the Earth is actually composed of, okay? Okay. okay. One, there's the inner core. Right. This solid metal ball has a radius of 1,220 kilometers or 758 miles or about three quarters that of the moon. It's located some 6,400 to 5,100 5, kilometers. Uh, Or 4,000 to 3,200 miles beneath the Earth's surface. Mm -hmm. Extremely dense. It's made mostly of iron and nickel. The inner core spins a bit faster than the rest of the planet. Oh, gotcha. It's also intensely fucking hot. Right. So when they say, oh, there's a sun down there. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Temperatures sizzle at about uh, 5,400 degrees Celsius or almost 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Which is close to the temperature of the surface of the sun. It's pretty fucking hot, yeah, okay. which, yeah, it is almost as hot as the surface of the sun. Mm-hmm. Pressures here are immense, well over 3 million times greater than on Earth's surface. Oh wow. And some research suggests there also may be an inner inner core it would likely consist mostly of iron which mm-hmm. that means that if there was an inner inner core that I'm going to be way hotter and way tougher yeah now let's talk about the outer core this part of the core is also made from iron and nickel mm-hmm. just in liquid form it sits up uh, some 5,000 to 2,000 kilometers or 3,000 to 1,000 or almost 2,000 miles below the surface heated largely by the radioactive decay of the elements uranium and thorium this liquid churns in huge turbulent currents That motion generates electrical currents. They, in turn, generate Earth's magnetic field. For reasons somehow related to the outer core, Earth's magnetic field reverses about every 200,000 to 300,000 years. That's fucking weird. Yeah, it is a little weird. And they're still working on how to fucking figure that out. I don't know how. If you say it's hollow. No, 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 no. No, No, I know exactly how they do this. What? There's a guy in the center of the Earth that flips a switch. Gotcha. (sighs) And then there's the mantle <laughs> at close to 3,000 kilometers or uh, almost 2,000 miles thick. Uh, this is the Earth's thickest layer. It starts a mere 30 kilometers beneath the surface. Made mostly of iron, magnesium, and silicon. It is dense, hot, and semi-solid. I like caramel candy. Mm, I love caramel. Yeah. Like the layer below it, this is uh, this one also circulates. It just does it so, uh, like, m- like, way slower. Super slow. Yeah. Near its upper edges, somewhere between about 100 to 200 kilometers underground in mantles, temperature reaches the melting point of rock. Indeed, it forms a layer of partially melted rock known as the asthenosphere. Mm -hmm. Geologists believe this weak, hot, slippery part of the mantle is what Earth's tectonic plates ride upon and slide across, baby. Mm. You know I like ride and slide, baby. You You, know that? I don't like how you said that and looked at me. I didn't mean to. Oh, Oh, that was weird. Yeah. Diamonds are tiny pieces of the, the mantle that we can actually touch. Really? Most form at uh, depths of around 200 kilometers or 124 miles, mm-hmm. but rare super deep diamonds may have formed as far down as 700 kilometers below the surface. These crystals are then brought to the surface in volcanic rock known as kimberlite. Huh. Yeah. And the mantle's uh, outermost zone is relatively cool and rigid. It behaves more like the crust above it. Together, this uppermost part of the mantle layer and the crust are known as the lithosphere. Yes, or lithosphere. 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 Then there's everyone's favorite part of the pizza. It's the crust. I love the crust. Earth's crust is like the shell of a hard-boiled egg. It is extremely thin, cold, and brittle compared to what lies beneath it. What lies beneath... The crust is made of relatively light elements, especially silica, aluminum, and oxygen. It's also highly variable in its thickness. Under the oceans and Hawaiian islands, it may be as little as 5 kilometers or 3.1 miles thick. Hmm. Beneath the continents, the crust may be 30 to 70 kilometers or 18.6 to 43.5 miles thick. Okay. Kind of cool. Okay. Along with the upper zone of the mantle, the crust is broken into big pieces like a gigantic jigsaw puzzle. These are known as... Tectonic plates. Oh. These move slowly at just right around three to five centimeters or um, like 1.2 to two inches per year. Very slow moving. What drives the motion of tectonic plates is still not fully understood. Okay. It's the mole people. It's it's definitely the mole people. It may be related to heat-driven convection currents in the mantle below it because remember, it's moving down there. And it's, you know, it's hot. It's hot as shit. Mm Mm-hmm. It may be again. So some scientists think it's uh, caused by the tug from slabs of crust of different densities, something uh, called slab pull. I didn't even know what that was. Mm-hmm. In time, these plates will converge, pull apart, or slide past each other. Those action, those actions cause most earthquakes and volcanoes. It's a slow ride, but it makes for exciting times right here on Earth's motherfucking surface. Because that, my friends, is science. And science is always true. Science. Okay, so. Here's my thinking on this, though. Okay, go for it. Before we get into the movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, we don't have definitive proof of what definitely is in the center of the earth. Right. Okay. However, the smartest people in the fucking world who do this for a living, Mm -hmm. they say that that's most likely what it is. And it makes way more fucking sense than Hollow Earth. Damn, but have you seen the new gong versus godzilla movie i have i thought that was was pretty cool. it was pretty cool it was pretty cool but did you hear their hollow earth theory which was go ahead explain their hollow earth theory was there was pockets of hollow earth all around the planet not the entire planet was hollow or that there were concentric spheres it was pockets but still, the the amount of pressure that is on around that and around in the earth, like our atmosphere and shit, mm-hmm. like, there's no way there could be a hollow pocket in there. But we don't know. Like, like, like if you take those, those damn, um, wrapping peanuts. Yes. And you just put a little pressure on it, that motherfucker pops, right? Yeah. Right. That would be what would happen with one of those pockets. You go pop. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden you just hear a big. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Earth Pocket popped. Oh, the Jules Verne. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, we want to know what you guys think about this fucking theory. And all the people that were involved, I know it's been a long one. And guess what? We still have to do the movies, and we have a fucking awesome announcement. So guess what? It's time for your favorite part of the show. It's the movies. And now, boys and girls, it's your favorite part of the show, the movie review. This literally might wind up being one of the longest episodes we've ever done. I'm I'm glad to have been here with you. Because it's the fucking craziest (laughs) shit ever. And there's so much just information out there that just you have to go through and like read it all. And then you got to go and go and you can't really debunk what the person said because it's like, well, A, they're dead. Yeah. B, it doesn't make fucking sense anyway. Right. Oh, God, it's been rough. Anyway, so let's talk about the Top Hollow Earth films. Oh, yes. I didn't know there was. According to IMDb, our favorite IMDb. I love it. Yeah. So we're gonna start. Well, I was gonna start at number ten, but I have to give an honorable mention just because I fucking love Ice Age. Yeah. Dawn of the Dinosaurs. It's number twelve on here. Six point nine stars. Fucking movie grossed one point nine or no, excuse me, one hundred ninety six point five seven million dollars. God dang Yeah. Wow. It's a lot. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Uh, and it's all riding on the hollow earth theory right it is and you guys have probably seen this one it's i think it's like the third one right uh yes well it says when sid's attempt to adopt three dinosaur eggs gets him abducted by their real mother to an underground lost world his friends attempt to rescue him and you guys have all seen ice age and if you haven't yeah, where peaches come from your fucking life sucks anyway i'm gonna jump back up to 10 on this that was number 12 because 11 Ah, uh, fuck it 11 is journey to the center of the earth from 1959 oh this be- movie grossed 10 million dollars Wow, a lot of money back then. Seven stars on IMDb. Yeah, not Hmm. too bad. Hmm. Obviously, you guys know the whole story. They literally journey to the center of the earth. (sighs) How? Watch the movie. Damn. Number 10, Children Who Chased Lost Voices. Oh, that's spooky. Yeah. Uh, This looks very, very... uh, uh, Let's see. Is it Japanese? It looks... Yeah, it's... Japanimation I think so Hmm. Uh, 2011 or wait it's Japanimation manga is the the comic books yeah it's like the books yeah Yeah. so it says this is 7.2 stars on here a coming of age story involving young love and a mysterious music Hmm? coming from a crystal radio left as a memento by an absent father that leads a young heroine deep into a hidden world ooh Hmm. number nine Sanctuary oh nice Uh, I believe this looks like a TV show says 2008 to 2011. Yeah, it's probably a TV show. Sounds familiar. All right. Um, 7.3 stars. Stem cells, gene therapy, transplants, and cloning have changed the def- a definition of humanity in the modern world, but the darker side contains monsters that only few are brave enough to face because the future lies in their hands. Yeah. yeah. I right. never heard of that. Sounds cool. Uh, Number eight, Tiny Toon Adventures, the journey to the center of Acme Acres. Yes, it was so, yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Seen it. And good. you guys know what that is. That's Tiny Toon. It's fucking Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Eh. 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 What's up, Dak? I can't really do eh. it. Yeah. Um, number seven, Dino Mech Gai Gai-kin. King. King? Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, boy. Uh, when alien invaders from the planet Zella arrive, Earth's only defense is the super robot Guy King and the Great Space Dragon from 1980. Yeah. yeah. Dude, dude looks like the B from the B movie. It, it looks like... What was that fucking... was it? Not, not... It was a Transor-Z... Or, no, actually, it looks like Speed Racer. Never mind. I like yeah, that's it. I say it looks more Speed Racer than Number six, Journey to the Center of the Earth from 1967 to 1969, based on the Jules Verne classic novel and the 1959 film by the 20th Century Fox. This Saturday morning animated series followed the adventures of Professor Lindenbrook and his party trying to get down to the center of the fucking Earth. Jeez. Yes. 7.6 stars up on here. Number five, Lost Horizon from 1937. Yes, long time ago. Well, wow. I believe Chainsaw was in his fifties, mm. right? I don't somewhere know, somewhere around there. Yeah, when yeah. A, what? He was old. Yeah, when a wise diplomat's plane crashes in the snows of Tibet, he and the other survivors are guided to Shangri-La, where they wrestle with the invitation to stay. Okay, this one uh, number four: the first men in the moon. Oh, oh, uh, you meant. No, no, not on. Uh, Not on, but in. In. Oh. This is actually uh, Alien Voices production of H.G. Wells, The First Men in the Moon, starring Leonard Nimoy and John Delancey. Uh, This looks like it's a documentary. Huh. Yeah, it stars William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, John Delancey, and Ethan Phillips. 7.8 on here. Yeah? Interesting. Number three, Spartacus and the Sun Beneath the Sea. From 1985 to 1987, looks like another uh, animation. You know it is. 8.2 stars, an underground civilization named Arcadia launches an expedition for explore, exploring the world of the surface to restore its fading sun. Hmm. Number two, Gurren. I don't even know what this is. Gurren Lagann. It's another animated series. Yeah, it looks like a, uh, yeah. From two thousand seven to two thousand eight, eight point three stars. Two friends, Simon and Kamita, become the symbols of rebellion against the powerful Spiral King, who forced mankind into uh, subterranean villages. And the number one, Hot Rocks, and literally nothing about it. It has eight point six. Not even a picture. There's nothing. There's no. It says two thousand four to. Is that like a? It's a documentary. Is that a? I don't. I'm gonna click on this real quick. Follow me, folks. I know it's been long enough. I'm tired. So are you. We're gonna look and it's not working okay so those are this week's movies hollow earth but wait it did pop up Uh, see i don't and there's still nothing there i choose not to recognize this list first of all kong versus godzilla's not on there yeah yeah i I thought that was was for sure gonna be on there second of all the best movie of all time cabin in the woods wasn't on there does that have to do with the center of the earth yeah Really, the very end with the giants and them trying to keep the monsters from coming out, so they do the sacrifices and all that shit. That was like in the earth. Fuck, I gotta go back and watch that. Dude, <laughs> so good. And our boy uh, Hemsworth was in that too. So, yeah, I gotta go back and rewatch that movie. Yeah. Fuck, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Oh god, I love that movie. Were not they doing like scientific shit underneath the cabin or whatever? Y- yeah, that's where they would like they would lure people in to try and kill them, and then they would, like, uh, that was oh. like where all the memes are coming from. Like, oh, this year we're gonna have oh, who would have guessed? There's zombies coming from the water, kind oh. of thing. You know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Except we got fucking hillbillies. Okay. 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 So now listen, before we move on, and you guys know I we, I have an amazing, amazing, amazing announcement, but first we're going to go to, because I missed it last week, we're going to go into the Charlie Project and our little, um, you know, segment that we call Missing. All right. So uh, stay tuned with us on this part. Okay, so this week we are actually for the Charlie Project here. And again, please check out thecharlieproject.org. That's C H A R L E Y. And they basically, uh, it's all about missing people all across the United States and other parts of the world. Yes. And they have a missing person of the week every week. And uh, I just wanted to start including this. Actually, Logan and I both decided we wanted to do this, and, you know, because Moody just is never here. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. So, anyway, uh, the missing person of the week this week is um, Adriana. M, uh, I want to say it's Barajano or, or Bajarano, ba- B-E-J-A-R-A-N-O. Baharano, Baharano. Okay. I would say, um, so she was missing since, um, uh, November 28th of 1988 oh, from wow. Ephrata, Pennsylvania. Um, of course, female, uh, she's Hispanic. She was 15 years old when she went missing. She was 5'3", 125 pounds, possibly wearing a black trench coat and jeans, um, again, Hispanic female, black hair, brown eyes. Uh, Bejarano had metal braces on her teeth at the time of her disappearance. She is of Colombian descent, and her nickname is Age. Okay? Hmm. so Because Adriana, Age. Yeah. Adriana was last seen at her residence in the 20 block of North Charles Street in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, on November 28th, 1988. Her mother saw her at 6.15 a.m. They spent some time together in the kitchen before her mother went to work, and Adri- uh, Adriana went back to bed. Um, Our Lady of Perpetual Help Catholic High School, that's whatever, where she was a freshman, was closed that day. So she didn't have school that day. Gotcha. Adriana's stepfather, who had left earlier than her mother, arrived home from work that afternoon and was puzzled when he saw the curtains in the living room were still drawn. Adriana normally opened them as soon as she got up. His stepdaughter wasn't home, and he assumed that she was just out on an errand. She never arrived home, however. After Adriana's mother came home from work and she still wasn't there, her parents became concerned. They reported her disappearance to the police at 9.33 p.m. There was nothing in the apartment to indicate anything was wrong and little was missing. Adriana had left her purse behind and books from her backpack were on the floor of the bedroom, but her backpack itself was gone, as was a change of clothes. Her friend stated she hadn't seemed troubled at the time of her disappearance and hadn't indicated any plans to run away. She left behind money in her bank account. Authorities initially believed Adriana may have left of her own accord, possibly with an older man she knew. However, within the weeks, they uh, within yeah within the weeks they stated they uh, they thought she had been actually unfortunately murdered. They have a person of interest in her disappearance, a man who no longer lives in the area and has not been publicly identified. And her case remains unsolved. If you guys know anything about this, if you happen to been around or, or be around, if you happen to been around, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. If you were around at that point in time in that area, or if you knew someone that was or what not, and you have any information. Please contact the local authorities. And uh, that would be the uh, Freda Police Department there in Pennsylvania at 717 738 9268. That's crazy. All right. We got to help find some of these yeah, people, right? got to help something. Right. So now we actually have a big announcement that is super kind of, not kind of cool. It's super cool. We are going to have a um, YouTube web series. Oh. That is going to be. Okay. Um,. Not hosted by us. In fact, we've done a lot of research trying to find a host for the show. It's basically going to be like a um, like a recap okay, of the uh, the weekly episodes that we do. Nice, nice. And it's going to be a YouTube exclusive kind of thing. Nice. And um, I would like to call our new host for this. Oh, I haven't even met him yet. Uh, you have not met oh, him I'm yet. I'm so excited. All right. So uh, let's see if we can get a hold of him here. milo's
1: magic menage a trois, making your threesomes come true uh milo milo yeah hey
0: this is uh this is jonathan from the midnight train podcast man i just wanted to go, uh call and you know and introduce you to everybody how's it going it's going man how are you i'm just trying to make a dollar yeah okay well i understand that so uh we've been um um you know talking back and forth and um yeah, I know you've, you know, kind of been looking for a gig or whatnot. And uh, unfortunately, I guess you fell on hard times or whatnot. But, uh, you know, you're going to be taking over and doing uh, the the little recap show, right? You want to tell us a little bit about it?
1: Oh, yeah. It's going to be smooth jazz the whole way. I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to get started. I don't want to give too much away, first of all. Okay. But I'll give you I'll give you some teasers. I actually emailed
0: you over some teasers. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, d- d- Am I allowed to talk about those right now? Absolutely. Oh, I can. I can talk about that. Okay, Um, let me see real fast here. So um, do you want to say anything? Like, uh, do you want to, you know, perhaps let everyone know what the name is?
1: It's called Milo's Midnight Menagerie. Right. And what we're going to do is we're going to recap the entire show, all the highlights, all the, the great points, all the low points, and we're just going to wrap it up into a five-minute web series. Fifteen minutes. I'm sorry. Are you drunk? Are you,
0: dr- are you drunk?
1: Minutes, not, yeah, I Yeah, in Cobra
0: Forty. Uh, oh, forties of Cobra.
1: Yeah, you know.
0: Wow, that's a jazz.
1: Got, got a hold of me.
0: Okay, okay. So it's it's called Milo's Midnight Menagerie, right? Correct, and it's going to be a weekly uh, web series that comes out every what are we, uh, is uh, Friday, Saturday. What, what, what? Well, you know what? We'll, we'll determine that, right? Because we are still working on it. We're getting it out there, or whatnot. now? I just wanted to, to introduce the host, Milo, and uh, Milo. Oh, what's that? Is this live? Are we on the air? Uh, what? Well, kind of. <laughs> yes, you are. You are. You're on live with the Midnight Train Podcast.
1: Oh. My bad. I was going to talk about PTO and some health benefits, but, I, but we could save that for another call.
0: We will definitely talk about your health benefits um, and you know PTO and anything else like that for sure. Because um, yeah, I know, I mean, do do you have a family, Milo?
1: You know, I'm not sure. I think so, but I haven't seen anything or anyone in a long time, so probably. But we'll we'll get to that at another time.
0: Okay. Well, I tell you what, um, you know, we just wanted to say hi and let the, you know, all of our listeners know that we are going to have this web series coming up here, and uh, they're going to have to listen to find out more details. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to introduce you, man, and then we're glad to have you aboard. Oh, I can't wait! It's going to be a blast. Um. Uh. By the way, uh, Logan is here. He he. Say hi, Logan. Oh, Logan! Yeah. I know Logan. How's it going, brother? It's it's it, it's okay, man. How how are
1: you, man? I'm doing great. Hey, uh, you still owe me for that dime bag.
0: Hey, hey, hey. Uh how much was that again? Fifteen dollars? <laughs> what the no. fuck? No. What? How much I owe <laughs> you? Going for is sixty large. Hey man, hey, man. We talked about f- we no no no. We didn't t- we didn't say we didn't say that. Okay, so I'm, is, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna interrupt this. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. Let's, hey, let's, okay, okay. Let's, okay let's we'll, not, we'll talk later. We'll talk yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, you guys talk later hey, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's not let's not talk about that. All that okay. Right now, well, but we split it though. What we're splitting it with who? You and me. Oh, no? okay. Yeah,
1: sixty large boys. sixty large. <laughs> I gotta make a living.
0: Can, can, can I hold a dollar? <laughs> so, Milo, is there anything else you want to let the people know before we uh, before we get out of here?
1: You're you're not gonna want to miss it. Okay, it's gonna be the bee's knees. You're gonna want to tune in every week and watch it on your on your phone, on your tablet. You, you're going to be able to stream it on your smart TV I don't have one unless you pay me but you can stream it on your smart TV it's all over the internet it's going to be a hit
0: yeah and I've uh, I've seen some uh, some stills and a couple of snippets and stuff from uh, the upcoming stuff and it looks fantastic it's going to be I'm good. I, I've been working out yeah
1: I've been doing what the kids call the kettlebell oh, okay that's where I ring a bell for like 10 minutes and then I'm tired <laughs> <laughs> Burns like 50, 50 calories every time you ring the bell.
0: Oh, okay, well, yeah. that's that's good. That's pretty nice. That's okay. a good workout. At least you're trying to stay in shape. That's okay. important, right? Health is. Key. You know, I'm a single
1: monster. I'm looking for a a, a lady monster that may want to, you know, move
0: in and yep. do my laundry, cook me some food, right, kind of time. So, uh, I guess I failed to mention that Milo is actually a monster. Oh, you said a mobster, M- monster. Oh. Monster like uh, like the energy drink, but without less douchiness. That's right. So he doesn't wear Axe, no, no or nor Axe body spray. Yeah. yeah. Okay sorry for all those that do (laughs) anyway so milo is a monster and um he is um yeah he's i think he's the right guy for the job i think he's going to really handle this and make it awesome and uh i'm i'm really excited about this we're really excited about it and we want our listeners to be really excited about it because it's going to be fan freaking tastic hell yeah i'm more excited about the uh, discounts on the dime bag here later Jesus Christ!
1: It's gonna be great. I even have some guests lined up, like Ali Boo. He's gonna come in. Maybe we'll rap a little. I'll do a little jazzy, you know, little three-four. You're musicians, you know, three-four count. And Ali Boo kind of just say some poetry, let like okay. feeling. out. Okay. You know, he's a little bit of older gentleman, so oh, okay. The old fashioned.
0: Uh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's great. Old fashioned. That's great. Well, I'm. I, I tell you what, man, I'm super excited to have hey, you. I'll tell you what, what, do you have direct deposit? um i do as in to pay you is a bi- bi-weekly or salary
1: how how am i getting paid i need to know that uh we
0: we'll that. we'll definitely discuss all that off the air um for sure we'll we'll definitely take care of you um is yeah 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 we'll we've we'll got a day
1: program in case i knock up any girls and have
0: some kids uh day daycare
1: paid daycare
0: pay paid daycare um again we we can discuss all this later that's fine That's that's good. Milo, thank you so much for being here, man, and we are extremely excited about this. It's going to be Milo's Midnight Menagerie. It's going to be YouTube only and it's going to be a 15 minute recap with all kinds of bells and whistles to it, right? I can't wait. You guys are going to love it. I'm going to be famous. (laughs) Milo, thank you so much for being on here with us, man. And uh, listen, we should totally have you on the actual show coming up soon.
1: Let's do it. I, I, you have to
0: pay for an Uber to get me there. Okay. That, uh, I,
1: can't, I, I can not ride my bike. It's too far.
0: Okay. I will, we'll definitely... We can at least... Uh, we can get him an Uber. Right? Yeah, Uber. I don't know about taking but we can definitely do Uber. Yeah, definitely. The Uber. Yeah. We'll, we'll discuss all that. Have Lopan. Have, have Lopan pick me up. Yeah, we, we will definitely see if Lopan can pick you up. You're going to cut me a deal, though, right?
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Hey, all right. Let's go. All right. Well, thank you so much, brother. We appreciate it, and we look forward to working with you, man. We look forward for everyone out there to see what Milo's Midnight Menagerie is going to be all about. So excited! Hey, keep your eyes on the sky. Okay, <laughs> you got it, man. Thanks so much. All right, brother. I'll see you. All right, bye bye. So that was Milo. That was uh, that, that was that's the uh, new host for the new weekly. Uh, Little YouTube shindig thing we're going to be doing. So glad to have met him. Yeah. For the first time ever. Well, right here yeah. on the show. I think we're going to have him on the show, like actually come in as a guest as really? opposed to just calling it or whatever. That'd be yeah. nice. That'd be nice. I think we'll do that before we actually like released the show to everybody because he's working super diligently on it. I bet. He's got a whole team behind him. It's pretty crazy considering he has no money. I don't know how he's doing it. Yeah. How do we do that? Wait, are we paying for that? Fuck. Son of a bitch. Yeah. That motherfucker. Mm. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, passengers, we hope you enjoyed your ride with us on the fucking hollow Earth fucking theory. Yikes! Uh, anyway, it was uh, it was uh, it was. What would you say that was, Logan? Um, I would say that it's uh, incredibly factual. Um, there's a lot of evidence that proves that um, I was right and you were wrong. And I look forward to uh, our next segment on the uh, flat Earthers. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, well, yeah. Well, next week <laughs> you can join us right here as we are going to to be uh discussing the uh disappearance of Anastasia Romanov. Oh. Uh, Logan, do you know anything about Anastasia Romanov? Yes, I do. Um you they, do? they sang a lot. Um I, uh, yeah, it was it was a really good movie. They wait, they sang a lot? Yeah, they sang a lot Anastasia. What the hell are you talking about? The movie? You ever saw Anastasia? Um no. I would sing, but I was told I shouldn't sing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. Anyway, so she, you know, you guys will find out. She was the uh, uh, grand duchess of Russia oh. and some shit really fucking went down and it's, it's going to be nuts. So there's not a whole lot of singing. There shouldn't be. Okay. Okay. I mean, we probably will. But anyway, yeah, anyway. So, make sure you guys are here with us next week. And we know that this was an extremely long episode this week. Lots of information, lots of stupid fucking information. So, we will try to get through the rest of this as fast as we can. However, I do have to talk about some soap. Oh. Is that what I'm smelling right now? No. Oh, damn. That's soap smell. The soap soap. <laughs> Snoop, the soap smells way better than that. So Dr. Squatch is what I use. That's okay. what mood you use. And that's what you should be using. I would love to get some. You should get some. Dr. Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene by providing all natural, high quality, healthy products like bar soaps, hair care, colognes, beard oils, and so much more that make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. All soaps and products are made right here in the U.S. using the finest all natural ingredients, not cheaply made or harmfully mass produced. Get 20% off your first subscription. Just head on over to the podcast.com and then... Click on the sponsors button or just forward slash sponsors. Click on the banner and use promo code DSCSQUATCH20. That's D-S-C-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H-20 to get the best damn soap. And it really is the best damn soap. It is. It's awesome. It's good stuff. So now listen, I really want to talk about some people here. Oh, the uh, Hollow Earth people? No, I, I want to talk about smart people. I want to talk to people that, uh, you know, the, that our Patreon producers, our, our poopers that are going to be receiving a bonus episode on um, Shit Falls, yes, right? Yes, on Shit Falls. or aka Neil Falls. Yes. And so many other great bonuses that are going to be coming up as well as end of the month or end of October. <gasps> yeah, boy. I cannot wait. We're doing a ghost hunt and our poopers are going to be able to watch it live. Yes. Yes. Not so, just any ghost hunt. Right. The so first ghost hunt. The, the first it. ghost hunt that we're, yeah, well, no, set, technically it's the second one. Well, it's the first one you're going to be peeing in. I'm you- not peeing myself. <laughs> I don't know why everyone keeps saying that. Anyway. <laughs> What the fuck? (laughs) So to you guys out there who want to become poopers, please sign up over at patreon.com forward slash the midnight train podcast or go to the midnight train podcast dot com. And while you were there, get some super sweet sweet. merchandise like, uh, you know, we've got all kinds of cool stuff like the switchblade reeling wielding uh, Jersey raccoon T-shirts, the the shit eating robot T-shirts. Cool. The uh, um, He Absolutely Did It t-shirt for the Honolulu Strangler guy. Yeah. So there's all kinds of cool stuff. Get over there and check that stuff out. And I know it's a long episode. I'm sick. You guys make it better, and I would not miss it for the world. But to our beautiful and just amazingly fearless Patreon poopers. (laughs) To John and Kate DeCharnay, Spencer Dunlap, Jacob Cook, Maggie Brothers, Albert Lopez, Miles Campbell, Brian Gunselman, Margaret Atkins, Colleen Cox, Pumpkin Escobar, Mac Doherty, uh, Gina Madison, Janice Sherelle, Laura Randall, Chad Flint, Cheryl Pierce, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob Webb from the Fun Box Podcast. Check them out. He's awesome. Christina Skelton and Jessica Bartlemay from the Sister Skelton podcast. That's Sister's Skelton Podcast. Skelton. Skelet- not skeleton. Oh, skeleton skilled. The sisters skeleton is gonna be the sideshow that we do. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. gonna be us doing all of their episodes. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> to Maria Gibbs, to Chainsaw. What the fuck? Jigsaw, Craig Spurlock, Rick Resler, Courtney Batchelor, Katie Brabinick, and Bill Birch. Do you do you you don't have that one, do you? I don't think we How about that we one? just say it in unison? Ready? One. Two, three. Oh, good for you. And you're yeah. <laughs> you looking at me like <laughs> Anyway, if you want your name to be mentioned on the show, become a Patreon producer. Help promote and produce the show and be a part of the, the thing that we do. Put steam in our engine. That's right. Become a cog in the wheel. Oh, I like that. You like that? Oh, I do. Yes, I yes. Like and in the meantime, stay safe out there, passengers. And as always, Choo-choo, motherfuckers! Now go home and get your fucking shine box.